So, good morning again to all of us and to this first full day of our retreat. And um, before I will give some instruction, so in this first um, sit of the morning, we will give um, deepening uh, meditation instructions. And today we uh, will also give some more instructions in the afternoon. But I would like to ask, so for how many of you is this your first retreat? Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, welcome, welcome, yeah. So we are holding you with extra love and extra care. First retreat is um, really wonderful because um, you bring something that we value very highly, which is beginner's mind. So you might have some ideas about what retreat could be like or why that would be maybe helpful, but you haven't really experienced it yet. So that is actually an attitude that we all um, come back to over and over to not have expectations or make assumptions, but just to be here and be surprised and to be curious. That's such a wonderful um, state of mind and heart. So welcome, extra welcome to you. And of course, welcome to all of us who have been here before and have been on retreat before. So let's just start um, with the practice. So finding a comfortable posture. We will at some point go more over um, sitting posture because what um, many notice, like even those of us who have been on retreat many times is um, sitting that many hours a day is hard on the body. And so it's really good to alternate uh, positions. So between like cross-legged, if, you, if that works for your body, for many bodies it just won't. Uh, kneeling um, and um, just sitting on a chair. Right? So often that is actually helpful to rotate through so that you're not um, losing all your juice for sitting on the floor within a, the first couple of days. Okay, but for now, the idea really is to um, invite ease into your posture and into your heart and mind as much as possible. Sitting with your back up straight, if that works for your body. And I find that it's often really helpful to start a sitting by like from the ground up. So starting by just feeling into the areas of contact the body has with the ground or with a cushion, with a chair. And allowing the spine to rise quite naturally in a way that it feels comfortable. Allowing the breastbone, the sternum to lift a little, the shoulders to roll back a little, the chin to tuck in slightly because that relaxes the neck. And some people like this image of um, imagining like being held up at the crown of the head and everything else can just relax. So we are inviting relaxation and ease into our posture and into our mind. while 
while knowing that we can't force relaxation, but we can invite it. And then starting to find the sensations of breathing in the body. So that breathing is not thinking about breathing, but actually experiencing breathing, feeling breathing. And noticing where you can feel the breath the most. And in the beginning of a sit, it can also be helpful. You can experiment with that to just start maybe with a few longer, deeper breaths. Because that can make it easier to actually connect with the breath. And it can also help to invite more of the sense of ease and relaxation, really knowing that there isn't anything to accomplish, to get done other than just being here. And so for some people, the breath feels most alive at the nostrils, where the air comes in and out. Maybe the awareness of the cooler air on the in-breath. And the warmer, humidified air on the out-breath. For some people, the breath feels most alive at the back of the throat. Maybe for you it's at the chest. Maybe at the belly. And so wherever you can connect most easily with the breath, 
making that the anchor, anchor for the attention, the awareness. As if the breath was a river and you're just sitting at the bench and just watching it flow by. And then if you haven't done so, allowing the breath now to just flow naturally. No need to change the breath or to manipulate it or make it any other than what it is. And usually, rather sooner than later, you notice that your attention is not on the breath anymore. There's no reason to judge that or to be upset about it, but just to notice. Because in that moment where you notice that you're not mindful you are. And then you can just return to your anchor. And feel the breath in this new moment.
And just keep repeating that because the mind will keep thinking or going other places. And that is not a problem if we don't make it one. That is the practice. Knowing the difference between here and not here. And gently bringing the attention back. No need to judge. No need to argue with yourself or the thoughts. Just releasing for this moment. Feeling the breath again.
And if something stronger is arising in awareness or it's just present, either like a physical sensation like pain or an emotion, and seeing if it is helpful to imagine breathing into or around that. In a way, using the breath like a handrail to hold the mind steady or steadier in the presence of this. Remembering that in this practice everything is welcome. Every part, every aspect is welcome. Emotions and pain and also strong thoughts, they usually come in waves, small waves or bigger waves. Can you allow this wave to move through? And then coming back to the breath, the simplicity of the breath.
and finding the breath again. No matter what's happening, no matter where the mind went or how long you've been gone, here you are.
Here's a poem by Martha Postlewaite. It's called Clearing. Do not try to save the whole world or do anything grandiose. Instead, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life and wait there patiently until the song that is your life falls into your own cupped hands and you recognize and greet it. Only then you will know how to give yourself to this world so worth of rescue. So at the end of this morning, the morning sitting and the morning instructions, we usually create a little bit of time for practice questions. So usually at the first day, um, our motto is just practice. You haven't really practiced that much at this point. <laughs> so start usually with the questions on the second day, but since many of you are new to retreat, um, I just want to see if there are um, a few questions or if anybody has some questions about the instructions that I gave for um, the sitting and which are, of course, also instructions for today, part of the instructions. Oh, yes, please. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Mm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> mm. Where? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Not about your instructions specifically, but um, do you have... Yes, we will. When are we talking about eating? We haven't talked about that before lunch today. Do you want to repeat the question? Oh, the question was the, if we have instructions about eating meditation. Really important, yes, because that's... Yeah, we'll, we'll focus a lot on eating, as Mary was saying yesterday. We're we doing that before lunch, or Mary, any? Um, we actually, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there will be eating instructions at some point today. <laughs> I can say that. Much. The simple way to address it is to be mindful of your eating, to pay attention to 
eating as you eat. Seeing the food, moving the food into your mouth, chewing it and swallowing it. So just that's probably enough instruction to keep you busy for a couple of meals. And um, this retreat has so many instructions because of the 32 parts that we have to sort of give you some space just to practice. So I'm not sure exactly where eating will come in, but it will at some point. But meanwhile, the simplest way to say it is really enjoy your food and eat it slowly. Okay, so um, a few more announcements and kind of follow-up notes from last night. Um, So part of the silence, um, so you might have already figured that out, that when people walk around here in silence, they often will look down and not look up and make eye contact. So if you're new here, that might be feeling a little bit weird. Um, but um, we have a practice here that we want to invite you to try out which we call the courtesy of the eyes so that means that again this is really about your own experience and that we're holding space for each other and that means that a lot of people will choose not to make eye contact because often like eye contact can bring us out of our own experience or sometimes we're just, we're like over the days, like usually not on the first day, but as we're going deeper, like we become, can become really still and really slow inside. And it might feel kind of even like maybe disruptive to make eye contact with somebody. So, but it's, that is actually an exploration for you to find out. So what's really important because we know that silence and also basically if you hear the instructions as don't look at anybody and nobody will look at you, that can feel like maybe like the silent treatment that you got growing up, right? You're misbehaved and you're sent off um, to your room without dinner and nobody would talk to you. That's not what we're doing here, but sometimes it can bring that up. Or just growing up and feeling invisible, right? So feeling like nobody sees me and I need to be seen. We all really need to be seen. So this is not what this is about, but it's really about this internal exploration. And so if eye contact happens, sometimes it just does, that's sweet, right? But that's not if you pass somebody and they're not looking at you, don't take it personally. It's not that they don't like you, they don't see you, it just means that they're in their own experience. And what's really important is we see you. We see you. And it's important that you're here and you can always make eye contact with us, right? So we are, we are here, we are here for you. Um, so wanted to um, just, yeah make that clear. Um, looking at my little notes here. <laughs> so today, so just for today, so first of all, we would ask you um, if you could please let us out first. Um, as, I mean, like one, it's just really a practical reason. Like today it's not so important, but when we're starting to have our check-in groups, it's really helpful for us to get first to the bathrooms, especially the ladies here. <laughs> and so if you give us a little bit of head start, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, today, we will have no Qigong in the morning. So this practice um, starting at 10 today will be walking meditation. And um, Bob, you're giving walking instruction? Mary, you give. Yeah, so Mary will um, give walking instructions. Um, so we start with Qigong in the afternoon. And we have this afternoon, we are also starting with something that um, we have been doing here on retreats probably for the last year, or maybe year and a half, um, that we offer the um, opportunity or possibility of an, uh, what we call affinity groups. So what will happen that, um, so affinity groups are um, 
meditations for the one affinity group is for uh, people who identify as people as of color. And then we have another affinity group for the LBGTQI community. And so um, at five, and both are in the council house, so that is where you signed in for um, your room, where you got your room. And the one for uh, the people of color POC group is at five, and the managers will also hang up um, like a sign for that, and the LBGTQ will be at seven. And the reason for that is so sometimes people say, like, why are we separating the Sangha? But this is not about separation of the Sangha, but sometimes, I mean, like, I mean, just look at us. We're all white, and you don't know that, but we're all straight. So, like, when you're looking at us, right, you might not see yourself or find yourself in a way that it's really important to you to be seen. And so, um, it can be just very helpful to be and to practice with a group where it's just like, oh, these are my people, and that can bring a different sense of safety that can, uh, you can bring back into, into the hall here. And we will be doing or offering this together with uh, the parallel retreat upstairs. And for at least for the first sitting today, um, there will be one of the, um, the teachers, the assistant teachers will be there to just guide that um, for, for the first time. And it's just a sitting in silence. Short. And it's uh, short. It's like half an hour or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the seven? The seven is, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, anything else? I'm forgetting something? Okay. So, walking instructions. So, um, I'll say a couple of things about walking and then we'll do just a tiny bit of practice here in the hall. So, I loved uh, Christiane's instruction about the breath being a handrail that you can hold on to. And in the same way, the movement of the body can also be a handrail, um, someplace you can ground yourself. And the beauty of learning to work with walking practice is we all walk, just like we all breathe, right? Breathing and walking, for most of us, is a pretty ordinary part of our lives. And so it's something you can come back to easily no matter where you are. You're in the middle of the supermarket and something unhappy happens to you. You can take a moment and come back to your breath and you can take a moment and be present in your body as you continue to walk through the aisles of the supermarket and just use it to come back and to steady and calm. So it's a wonderful practice. Um, and I really invite you to work with it and to experiment with it. It's different from going for a walk. We all go for walks and it's, used, it's also a time to kind of ground ourselves frequently. But sometimes you're walking with someone else and you're chatting and sometimes you're walking and just kind of ruminating. And this is really about walking in order to walk. That's all. So one of the first instructions is you're going to go probably outside since um, the upper room is being used for the other retreat, but there is an indoor walking space downstairs if you want to be indoors. And you're going to find a place where you can walk back and forth. And it doesn't have to be very far. So from me to the first cushion on the floor over there would be actually a really nice length for a walking practice. So it becomes immediately apparent that rather than going for a walk, you're going to be doing laps because you're going to go back and forth and back and forth. And as you're going back and forth, we're inviting you to keep your attention primarily in your feet and your legs. You don't have to coordinate it with the breath. Sometimes that happens naturally, but you don't have to make a lot of effort around it. You're really paying attention to the sensations of walking. So you come to your beginning place and you might notice just standing for a moment. 
Standing is actually a posture for meditation. And this is a little bit of a sidebar. But you're welcome to do standing in here at any time because sometimes it can be helpful with either sleepiness or pain. So you can stand and do your practice standing. So do that for a moment. Take a couple of breaths. Notice, oh, okay, standing. And then you're going to walk to the end of your lap. And you can do that in different ways. Some our monk friends walk back and forth at a pretty normal pace, just giving attention to the, as they say, to the movement of the feet and the legs. You can do it if you're kind of tired and sleepy and you need to bring your energy up. Or if you're restless, you can do it quite briskly. Walking, 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 walking to the end of your space and then turn and come back. Um, Sometimes when I do it, I take a step and I pause and I make sure I'm there. Because it's amazing. And one step you can go from here to your next vacation and be utterly gone. It's, It's amazing, the mind. So you're here and then you take the next step and make sure you're here. So find a way that works for you. When you get to the end of your lap, stop. Make really sure you're there. Turn, because turning's different. You're using different muscles and you're pointing your feet in a different way. Maybe pause again and then do the next lap and then stop and then turn and then go back. Clear so far? Yeah? You don't have to do anything particular with your hands. Um, find a place where they can rest comfortably. Some people like to fold them in front or in back. Some people just let them hang naturally. Um, since you're going to be walking around other people or outside, it's a good idea to keep your eyes open so you can see where you're going and not bump into anybody. But if you're in a place where you can run your hand along a wall, sometimes it's interesting to do it with your eyes closed and then you're, you're removing a whole set of sensory input. If something fabulous comes along that really grabs your eyes, might be a deer, or might be the turkeys, or might be that the sun will come out, and all of a sudden the colors will just stop. Notice that you're seeing. Stand there for a minute, just do seeing, then let it go and come back and do your walking. So carefully, because you've been sitting for a while and you might be a bit stiff, bring yourself to a standing position, probably just in front of your mat or your chair. bounce around a little on your knees just to make sure that they um, will operate. And then bring yourself to a standing position. And let's just do a minute of standing practice. So just stand. You might notice your breath again. Breathing in, breathing out. Notice your feet on the floor. Being present. Now, really slowly, shift your weight over to your right foot. Slowly, slowly. Notice that the sensations change. There's pressure, maybe a little heat. Maybe the left foot's a little cooler. Let the heel lift up. Don't pick up the foot yet. And then slowly, slowly shift back to the middle, noticing those sensations. And then slowly, slowly over to the right. So this is the really slow form of movement. And then do it again. Back to the middle. And then slowly over to the right. Letting the left heel lift up just a little bit. And then slowly put it down. Back to the middle. And over to the left. Now this time... Shift over to the right, put your weight on that foot, and take a little teeny step forward, noticing the movement of your leg, and then place the foot, noticing the impact, and shift forward this time just a little bit. Let the right heel come up, move that foot forward for a small step, and then stop. So you can do the walking practice that slowly, Really focusing on the tiniest sensations in your feet and your legs. 
or as I said, you can do it at differing speeds. It's a little, we don't have cars with gears anymore. <laughs> used to be easier to talk about when we had cars with gears. Europe has cars with gears. So, but you know, even, even an automatic car has really low speed. So you're shifting gears and pay attention to what you need to do in order to be present. If the really slow walking kind of grabs you and you're really there, do it. If you need to walk faster in order to stay present or in order to stay awake, do that. Some people go out and they start fast and then they slowly, slowly, slowly slow down until they're really working very slowly and then maybe speed up again before you come in to sit down just to bring your energy up. So you'll find it's a wonderful practice that will balance the sitting. Um, the only other thing I would want to say, and this is just something I've been playing with a little bit, you might, as you walk, bring, bring your attention down into the heart. Don't be watching from up here. You know, we do way too much stuff up here. That's part of our problem. So see if you can bring your awareness, almost physically move it down into the heart area and be with your walking with your heart, not with your head. See what happens if your mindfulness is in your body. Okay? Clear? Enough? All right. Go out. There will be a bell um, shortly before 1045 to bring you back in and should be early enough to give you enough time to get here easily. So thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.